Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and just good times all round to all you lovely human beings or extraterrestrials who may be tuning into this frequency. Uh, something funny that's been going on recently, and I don't know if it's funny or if I just think it's funny because not much goes on in my life, uh, but I've been walking past the same parking machine. So pretty much when I leave the gym, there's like the parking machine that the uh, that you can use to pay for the parking in that gym space. And sometimes it just must go wrong in the morning or like maybe, I don't know, I've never really gone to look at it, but it's the same thing. It's just someone goes up, you know, pushes a few buttons, looks around, waves their hands in the air like, what the heck, what's going on? But it's happened over and over. Different people, so different clothing, different meat bodies, but same reaction. So is this a glitch in the matrix? Is this a glitch in the simulation? And we're finally starting to see that there's some really poor code written around this. Or is there really just nothing going on in my life? So anyway, that's going to bring us into the first minute of this episode. And it's just something to think about. You know, have you ever been that person who looks around and waves their hands in the air and just doesn't know what to do, but also feels awkward because you know someone freaky like me may be watching? Who knows? Anyway, we have a... Um, and it's, it was actually a commissioned piece, this next poem, and it's called Incarnations by Cheese Toast Malone. Uh, and if you listen to this, it's um, it's quite a beautiful poem. I, I, have, I have read through it a few times just to really get the gist for it. Uh, but anyway, have a listen. Looking out at my backyard, the same place that I used to watch the birds as they danced. Then they'd go with the wind chasing the seasons as I remained with little purpose or reason. Then the little bird dropped the key to the next generation of life. Started off as a seed that was destined to rise. Without the support it needs, it will never survive and never fulfill its full potential accumulating inside. It's like you know there's something brewing, but no matter how hard you tried, that little bird in your ear told you to keep it quiet because nobody can accept it when your energies rise and we see it die before the flame can ignite. That's life. And that's the reflection that we see from the sky. Another shooting star falls and we will never know why. All these strangers we come across and we never say bye. To that feeling of familiar familiarity with that lingering butterfly. That's the way to of all the shoulders we stand on. That feeling of hope is when your heart is open to put their hands on. That confidence is when they hold you so you can stand strong. And that's the reason you carry on as if they haven't gone. When these dimensions collide, time ceases to exist, and that feeling diminishes any question of, is this it? Because if, if existence feels like this, then there is significance, essence still remains regardless of the form, and you remind me you're near when the Moorport calls. So as I said, that is called Incarnations by Cheese Toast Malone, and apparently Mr. Malone was um, was, was asked to write something uh, to do kind of with the perspective of of of, uh, of death and passing on and, and moving on to the to the next realm. And I've been thinking more and more about incarnations, and you know, as my season starts to go on, as my life starts to move on, and and just how is it that I bring the energy to every day that I'm going into? Um, and just thinking more and more about incarnations and the energy that I want to bring and kind of the karma that I'm trying to fulfill or karma that's playing out uh, as different things happen. And, you know, every time I wake up, that is a new incarnation. Uh, and when we think about death, you know, as, as morbid as it sounds, I remember I used to be so afraid of death. I was eight years old when I first kind of realized that you die uh, and that after you die, you know, no one really knows what happens. Um, and I remember like being so sick sometimes when I think about it, it'd always come up, I'd, I'd see my family, I'd, you know, I couldn't eat and I'd, um, I'd try to hide and I was so scared of, of being alive because I knew that I was going to die. 
And that sounds morbid, and I know I'm starting this off like this, but what it's actually allowed me to do, now that I've become so aware of it, is start to, you know, see that I've been giving these oppo- give, been given these opportunities, um, you know, the motivation to actually continue and to go strong and to, to push new barriers and all that sort of stuff because I realise this is finite. This is finite, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything. And I think, honestly, understanding the without the morbidity, just starting to think about, you know, how time is, is, is finite. But time is the only thing that kind of runs, you know. Time heals as things pass, but also, you know, it's the future. Time kind of dictates where we're going to be. And this has been something that we've been talking about a little bit more with my research team, just because we, we're trying to figure out how is it that we can do what we love, we can continue to work on the things that we enjoy doing uh, and, and live a fulfilling life. And what fulfilling means to us means that you know it has to be full of purpose. It has to contribute somewhat to the communities that we are involved with. Uh, we have to be able to involve the people that we enjoy working with. Uh, and this is going to come... come this is going to come into what I'm going to talk about today in terms of this episode. So... Um, I just want to keep this really, really short and sharp. I'm just going to give you a quick update of where I've been at, uh, but also just go on to, you know, give me my, my four or five things that help me stay motivated uh, to continue, you know, working a very hectic job, having a side podcast, um, maintaining relationships with a bunch of people and, and trying to stay professional and all that as well, uh, while playing, you know, pretty much, uh, while, while playing rugby, uh, where we train nearly every day and we, you know, it's physical and we have to do the recovery and, and pretty much mindset wise, you have to be fully in it, uh, to be able to continue. So I guess I'll start with rugby, um, because the last two weeks we have lost and, one thing that I'm learning more and more from my coach is, so what we do is we do a review, so we do a review, we watch the footage of that game, then, and we, we will pick out individual things, but also unit things, so within the positions that you play, uh, the people that you play around, you know, what is it that you could do better as a, as a unit, uh, but what is it that you could do individually, and look at it, and I remember last year when I had to do this and go through all the footage, um, I used to skip a lot of the stuff that I knew was coming up of me. Uh, I was really bad at watching myself. It was basically like watching or listening to someone's voice. But obviously, I I hear my own voice all the time now, uh, and I'm a little bit more used to it. But watching myself play the sport, um, and you know, like you're getting bumped off in front of a bunch of people, and and it's loud on the day that it happens. But then you relive it over and over and over again. And what I've gotten better at is just looking at the micro details, the the little things that led up to that moment. And um, you know, speaking with my coach, he's just philosophically I think he's a he's an awesome educator and I don't know whether he's he's learnt courses he's done courses on this stuff or not but you know there's just a few things that he reminds me of and and the the when I speak about time the time that we think about is the time that the event happened but we don't really think about the time leading up to that so I'm obviously I play hooker and one of my jobs is to get the ball uh, go so like say there is a line out I stand on the line and then I throw the ball so I throw the ball and then it, it lands at a jumper but this is a contestable ball so the other team can go for it as well uh, if it's a crooked throw I immediately give the ball away so we, we have a scrum um, but then also if I overthrow it and it goes to the wrong person uh, then that also you know it's a it's attacking ball for the other team so it's a very risky sort of area like you you can 
know what the calls are going to be, uh, but you still have that competition and you need to be able to throw. Um, and what I was telling him, so after the game, you know, I had a little have a little chat with him most games, and I was just saying, you know, when I... I, I take a while after my throw to, to get back. So say I, I throw it crooked or say I uh, throw it and then the other team gets it. There's this moment, it, there's a few seconds, a few moments pass before I can finally be back in the game because I, I beat myself up a little bit uh, while it happens. And then I was just talking about, you know, trying to, uh, what, what's my process after that point? What's my process to be able to get back into the game? And then he didn't even consider the throw at all. All he said was, yeah, but what about leading into that? Like, what what, what are the things that actually caused you to throw it that way? Rather than, like, just instead of focusing on when I throw it bad, this is what I'm going to do, he said, you know, we're almost building up a process so that there is no way it can go wrong, so that I know I've done everything that I could have, and being aware of that preparation. And it's it's so cliche to say, but the preparation, the more prepared you are, the less likely, you know, the less likely you are for failure. It's not going to say that failure is not going to happen, but it's you minimize the chance of it actually happening, but also you minimize the suffering that occurs after, because if you've prepared everything, if you've prepared the best that you could, and you definitely did everything that was in your power for it to happen, uh, you're a lot more compassionate because you know deep down that that's the best you could have done. And I mean, we're always going to think that there is something better that we could have done, but in that moment where I am then required to go and do my next job, I can drop it right away because I realized okay, like that wasn't on me, um, you know, other stuff went on or, um, you know, other stuff went on or if I didn't do my process and then it went wrong, I say I know I know exactly where it is that I can change or I know exactly what it is, the, the thing that I can do so that next time it's not too bad. So instead of living up in my head for that moment, it's still I'm still present. And just speaking of being present, you know, something that I've really enjoyed about playing rugby again is you're not on your phone, you're out there, you're out there, you know, in the grass, you're outside, you're with a bunch of people, you're being social, uh, and you're all working towards some sort of problem solving to uh, for some sort of goal. And as part of rugby, what I've been doing a little bit more is, is doing some um, swimming. So I do, not swimming, uh, at, it's at the pools though, it's aqua jogging, and I say aqua jogging, everyone roasts me and says it's aqua jogging, but I don't know, comment below and subscribe and like uh, what you'd say. But I've been doing that and basically I go for an hour uh, and I sit in the spa for a little bit and I just go by myself or I go with a bunch of friends from, from the team and you can't be on your phone, like obviously because it'll get wet, but like it's been so nice taking me out and just being in a different environment and I think that's something I want to work on more is actually connecting with my environment a little bit more. Um, I have been so up in my head that the rest of my body is kind of just like a meat carcass taking me around. Um yeah, I want to. I want to once again start to feel like I'm part of something greater, and I think that would be part of my relationship to the environment as well, and actually getting um, into different environments. And this is where this is where I think uh, my my team is doing some awesome stuff, and this is something that I want you guys to consider as well. And I know a lot of you actually probably partake in some of this stuff, but it's just looking at Maramataka or um, feeling, really feeling your energy. So in terms of the new moons uh, and all the different times, so in terms of the Māori New Year or Matariki, um, you know, it's coming up. And for me, my energy has not been productive whatsoever. 
Um, and you know me, when I'm when things aren't going as productive as they should be, I beat myself up. And I think that's because I'm in this, you know, super capitalist mindset. Uh, but it's because that's been bred into me in terms of like your success and your wealth as a human, uh, or your yeah, your worth as a human really is based on your productivity. And um, what my team is starting to work on a little bit more, uh, there's a small group of us and what we're trying to do is is see whether this is something that could be applied within our wider team. But we're just working on, you know, um, the different energies that the different moons are going to bring. So some days you have productive days, some days you have rest days, they're not going to be productive, uh, and then other days, you know, it's it's good to do water-based activities, other days it's good to do um, land-based activities, and a lot of this stuff is based on where the moon is in its cycle, so starting to feel that, and, and I think what this really does is it, it channels a different sort of mindfulness, um, it's mindfulness that's dictated by our environment, and the more involved we are with our environment, the more aligned or our energies will be uh, in synced with that so you know there's days where you just feel like you can't be bothered. There are days where okay you might just have to run errands today and that's just the way that you know it is and you don't get as much work done as you wanted to do. Where I found myself in the last fortnight has been a whole bunch of setup. It's been reflections on what's been going on. It's been trying to figure out why I don't feel safe. It's been trying to figure out you know how I could feel more safe. Who are the people that are part of my circle that give me that energy? What are the things that are coming into my circle that don't bring me energy? Uh, and then trying to, you know, really fold in on the ones that that bring the energy and try to really just kind of kill the things that that don't bring energy or that that hurt my energy or that bring negative negative energy into that space. And that's not to say that everything needs to be positive. I'm just saying that there are some things that we get involved with because we think we have to, because we think it's going to be a good opportunity for us. But at the end of the day, it actually makes us worse because uh, it brings more stress. Uh, and then from there, there's a cascading effect of, of you not being able to do the best that you can do. Um, so anyway, we're using this new calendar. I think you can buy them. Just look up Maramataka. Um, and then there's there's calendars which set out like the days that are going to be productive productive or can be productive, days that won't be so productive. Uh, and this is all to do with the cycles of the moon, like I said before. But what this reminds me is that when we are in these states of transition, if we have something that kind of explains to us why it is that you're not going to feel so productive or, or why, you know, productivity, if you look at, this, at, the, at the calendar, it's not like weeks at a time. It's like you can go a few weeks and then only have like two productive days in that time. But if you think about your week overall, it's kind of like that anyway. And especially, I think we were shown this a lot more when we started working from home. Uh, we weren't working the eight hours that you're meant to be in the office, but we were still being as productive. And that's because we got to choose the times that we were most efficient. Uh, and we got to choose the times that were most effective for us. So this is when, you know, your your family and stuff like work well for you, but also um, when you're in the mood to be able to do it. I think there is a lot to be said for the energies that you feel at the different times that they kind of come up sometimes it's hard to predict or sometimes people just have their rhythms and I don't think that the nine to five suits everybody now this is very privileged of us because obviously we've understood this and we create some of the rules for our working environment um, but I think what this does is it, is it allows us the compassion for ourselves you know in the days that we're not productive to understand that there's probably something bigger at play and it's to do with the energy that's not to say that on the unproductive days you don't do stuff 
I'm just saying it's similar to when I was talking about languishing is that in that time you'll probably be dormant but things will be working on the inside so like I said when I talk about setting up what I've been doing is, is doing all this of uh, the minor tasks you know going through setting up making sure that um, you know my end notes up to date uh, all my meetings have been cleared or, or going doing any editing or making sure that minutes are done for different things that I had to do so it's nothing that's like big heavy lifting so I'm not writing brand new papers I'm going through and and looking at the papers that are already there so this might like I said this might be the errand running that you do this might be uh, cleaning your house this might be cleaning the car this might be doing you know all those freaking annoying tasks like having to pay some bills having to to go, uh, I don't know, shop for different costumes if you're going to be dressed like an angel for your club room lock-in, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's hard, it's, it's mediocre stuff, but this is the stuff that if you do it now, you won't have to worry about it later when you can get into a productive mode. Now, I think where we go after the productivity is probably a little bit more important, so I'm going to unfold this and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we go, but after a big set of being productive I think we should put parameters on it you know be realistic with yourself so maybe it's, it's three days of productivity and you've blocked it out and this is the stuff that you're going to do um, you know but the afterwards time you know, there's time there's downtime that you need when you've been working super super hard you know you don't just like coast back into regular stuff you have to almost take a day off sometimes you have to take maybe half a day off just to be able to start to feel normal again because remember you are not your work and your ability to keep having outputs is actually going to be based on you knowing your star player. And that star player is you, homie. So the more that we can start to look after ourselves, I think the better output we're going to have. Now, I know that kind of feeds into this whole capitalist cycle and circle. But now, if we're going to do it and you want to do something that you love, you're actually going to do it in a way that suits you. So it's mutually beneficial. Um, and, you know, at, at some time you need to be able to go into the middle and, and rip the system down, but sometimes you have to play by the system to be able to get the system to trust you, and then you go in. So anyway, the future is now, <clears throat> but I think we're all arriving at different times. Isn't that funny, though? You, you think about time. I'm just going on a tangent again, but, you know, like time, it's the future, and sometimes I think because we have a different variable or a different definition, everyone has different definitions of what they think the future is. Really, it's just like the ahead of time. So it's time that has not come yet. It's on its way. But the future is now. You know, the, the technology that we have, all the things that we said would ever be here in the future, you know, on the old movies used to predict and all that sort of stuff, we're here. But I think a lot of it has to do with the access that you have, the privileges that you have to be able to... Uh, you know, partake in the future. So some people don't have the technologies to be able to be uh, in that realm. So I mean, that's something that's time uh, dependent. And I was thinking the other day, like time uh, rolls so differently depending on what it is that you're doing. And now I'm talking about time flies when you have fun and, and getting into flow states and all that sort of stuff. But um, now I'm thinking, you know, without coming back, coming full circle into the poem that I said at the beginning, you know, if you kind of make friends with the fact that this is finite and time is the only thing that we don't get back, um, we start to see, you know, if we had all the time in the world, would it actually drive us to be productive? Would it actually give us anything to, to want to get better? So, you know, with this time that we do have, we got to set it up right. we got to set it up right so that we can go out 
uh, we can disrupt, we can make changes, we can do things that, that we need to do so that we can be our best selves, but we can also you know, be the people who can create change for, for the people who need it. Uh, and that sounds like, you know, I think I'm the one who's going to do it. Absolutely not. I just think I can be part of something. I can offer something. There are resources that I can bring that other people will benefit off. And it's, some, it's stuff that I've just trained, been trained to do or learned to do over time or something that, you know, it's a skill that I've just always had that can now be, you know, given to benefit others. So anyway, there's nothing like a, <clears throat> there's nothing like a good old reflection. And that's where we're at. And I think over the next couple of weeks, when we get towards Matariki, uh, I'll be doing some big reflections on the year. And I'm breaking it down, some of the, the biggest lessons that I've gone through. And, I, and I'm just really, really grateful that all of you have been able to listen and, and, and hear my thoughts and, and be able to chill with me and, and really see where it is that you're going. And I, and I do hope that there is something that you take away from this. I do hope there are things that I say that make you feel like you're not alone or, or make you feel like there's a different way of thinking about things. But I, I'm always coming back to just having grace and just being able to be compassionate towards yourself because you are your star player. You are the reason you get out of bed in the morning. Most of the times you're doing this for you, but it's never for you. You know, you are doing this because you know other people will benefit greatly from that. So anyway, <clears throat> the people, the things that keep me going, uh, just to finish off this episode, is just to, the, the things that keep me going. My routine, so I have a morning routine to a daily routine into an evening routine. So my day-to-day looks the same most times. And that's mostly because it's stuff that I can control. Uh, and when my brain doesn't have to think too much for about it, I can just get into it and do it, um, I'm most optimal, and it's because, you know, I'm, there's no anxiety, there's no anxiety around, like, what's going to happen, a lot of it is cause quite certain for me, and in the, in the time that I am at, or in the space that I'm at, and where my brain's at, that's kind of all I can do for now, and I'm happy with that, and my routine is what keep, what gives me motivation to keep going, because I know it's stuff that I can do, it's stuff that will challenge me, but it's also stuff that, um, you know, for me, helps me uh, kind of achieve my best self, or uh, or express my best self, or put me in a position to to be or to do the stuff that I am really passionate and good at, and actually get better at it. So, actually, achieve some sort of mastery. And this is a routine that's taken a while to be able to build, but once you build a good thing, it's pretty easy to keep at it because you've you've seen it work in and out. Uh, and you add small things over time. Like it's not to say that this routine will never change. This routine has changed quite often because I've changed gyms. I've changed where I live. Um, it's getting colder in the morning. So sometimes I have to do different things. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of it is adapt and, and it's fit for purpose. But the, the key tenets of this routine kind of stay the same. So if you have a routine or you're building a routine, you know, feel free to message me and, and we can work on stuff together to keep, uh, keep each other accountable. Uh, the second <clears throat> is that I'm now only going to social gatherings that I want. So now that people have Zoom or now that we're back in person at work, a lot of people just think I want to meet with them, right? Hey, let's have a meeting on this. Eh, I only go to the meetings that I want to go to. I only have coffee with the people that I want to see. I only gather with the people that I know are going to bring me good energy or give that mutual energy. Um, there's just so many meetings now and you just can't be at everyone and you can't bring all the energy that you're meant to bring. So my social gatherings, I have mapped the ones that stimulate my energy and I have mapped the ones that are taking energy from me around my week. So I've been trying to, you know, just, just formulate my week, um, to, in terms of the energy that I can get at different times. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just being a bit more, 
you know, just not showing up and not giving, not not feeling like I need to give a justification for why I don't want to go to different meetings. I just, I just can't. And that's good enough. You know, I know I can't come to this meeting. Sorry, can't come. That's it. You don't have to say why or not, okay? If they've requested it and they want your time, I think that is different. Cool. Uh, and then the last one is just working jobs that I want to work. So it's teaching Pacific engagement and physical activity, sport in Pacifica, new job that I've said yes to. Like all of these things, it's just once I read them, I'm just like, wow, that sounds a lot like me. That sounds like something that um, I would love to dedicate a whole bunch of time to. And I know not a lot of people can be in this position, and I know I'm super privileged to have a job like this, but I think even the social gatherings one for a lot of you and also trying to find a routine. And in terms of the jobs that you're working, I think just doing the stuff that you're good at or, or doing stuff that you know brings you energy. It doesn't matter what your job is, you know. Find some sort of competition in what it is that you're doing and, and see if you can get better every day. Not for the people you're working for, even though if you if you love your job, if you love the people you're working for, absolutely. But within yourself to show that you badass, Right, you boss, you boss ass, you can do whatever you want and you can thrive and you just find whatever it is that's like your niche in that job, whatever it is you're doing, I don't care. When I used to work at the mail center, we used to stamp letters and I used to try time myself to see how fast I could stamp those letters. It didn't matter how fast I could do it, but like everyone else, it doesn't really matter, but I needed to do something to keep me there, to keep me engaged. So what I do? I timed myself and I left my times written uh, and I left them on the table so that people would see how many I did in so many in so many hours and like what the heck I did it it was fun it was it was fun for me but that gives me that sense of purpose in my job so anyway that has been an all or nothing sort of podcast like there was I don't know what I talk what I talked about in any of that but it's I just want you to realize that you know we are having to go through this there are going to be times where our energies are high and low um, and if we can start to get to the middle or understand yourself and understand where it is that that's going to happen I think we can start to formulate a week that's going to be most efficient and most effective for you so that we don't you know so that you can remain your star player and you stay alive and you love it and that's what I'm talking about love you all have a good week